to your making it worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So this is not the newest thing, but it's it's sort of been popping up in the news. This, I guess you call it a trend. You know, a hot topic, if you will. Launched- a hot topic. A hot topic they might talk about on the View. Indiana's um, by the way, this America's week, favorite state. Yeah, go ahead, Elliot. And, and America's favorite state, uh, Indiana. Lo- what state is it again? It's the. It's what's it called? Uh, the, the something the state or something or something. Oh, the Hoosier state. Hoosier state. Hoosier state. Yeah. yeah. Hoosier, Hooter yeah. State. Yeah, the Hooter state. Uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> they launched a uh, a snitch line, and it's an anti LGBTQ snitch line, and it backfired. So, Attorney General of the state Todd Rokita launched a form for reporting schools that teach about LGBTQ issues, socio-emotional learning, black history, topics that are just deemed to be political ideology, quote unquote. Obviously, we've read and heard a lot about this in Florida, like the Don't Say Gay mm-hmm. Bill. Um, so early examples of this included pride flags or gender support plans for transgender youth who, God forbid, come out at school. So the attorney general planned to, quote, verify the information submitted to the site um, which actually was referencing previously debunked claims of quote lit, not not quote this is real of litter boxes in schools within the state regarding quote other kin. So basically, the internet had made up this idea that children were being called, children wanted to be called other kin in that they were acting like animals who needed to poop and pee in litter boxes. Oh yeah, that was that was and, a thing like a year ago. Like somehow the internet right. got wind that. It, and it was based in nothing in reality. But nothing. The internet got wind that some kids were pretending to be animals and they wanted yes. accommodations. And as a result, there were now litter boxes in schools because they were pooping a litter. Yes. I mean, obviously, it's not real. It is. <clears throat> Do you want to get to the point or sh- can I make a quick point? Oh, uh, go for it. It, it is. Uh, it yeah, is I mean, un- it, it just backfired, but go ahead. Please. Yeah, yeah we'll, get, we'll get to how it backfired in a second. It is unnerving that like we have created a society that is i don't know how you want to phrase this gullible or eager for such uh bizarre information but i find it upsetting that uh adults wouldn't be doing like an just even one extra degree of like logical consideration as to whether right. there are actually litter boxes in schools now. And that, right. you know, I don't, I don't know the, the very start or beginning of that particular conspiracy theory, but it's like, there has to be a moment when like a rational person will say, if this is true, okay. But like, there's just no way this is true. And it seems like there are more people than I think, more people than ever who are falling for shit like that. And yeah. I find it very upsetting. I mean, it's the same thing with like, I mean, fucking like even just now on, on social media, there's this whole thing of like the conspiracies around Taylor Swift and her endorsing Biden oh and all these, cra- like I saw one the other day, which is just bonkers where some conspiracy theorist on the far right, I don't know what his real politics are, but she, he was like, notice Taylor's the bottom of Taylor's shoes and they were red. And he was inferring to her like, 
basically wooing girls and people into like Satanism and shit. And that's what he was referring to when it's like, no, bitch, that's just a Louis Vuitton that's shoe. That is just a fucking Louis Vuitton shoe that has a red sole. Why? But the but the tweet got like thousands of retweets. And of course, well, it's also actually that new that idea, that conspiracy theory was was a uh, uh, broadcast like on mainstream. I mean, I guess you called Fox mainstream at this point because it's it not is. as maybe not as insane as News Nation or whatever, One America, whatever they're called. But it was on Fox News, like reported as, I guess, news or maybe opinion that this idea of Taylor Swift being a, a inside, inside agent for the for the Democrats, for the liberals, for the Biden campaign. I mean, and to your point, Brent, it's like people are hungry for for idiot for 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 idiot for for, for lunacy, magic for I mean, lunacy for lunacy yeah um and and you know um i don't know i just i find it like i've always believed that there's a certain percentage of people that are fucking idiots and we everyone knows that and there's nothing you can do to change it um and, and just to throw out there are fucking idiots on both sides of the political spectrum as well uh i'll, I'll note but yeah it just it seems like you know, there's any number of factors. I always blame social media and I will again. But that said, I also wonder if, and this is something, this is a topic that's come up a number of times in my personal conversations with friends recently, which is the idea that culturally we haven't really processed how disturbing the pandemic was, how isolating it was, mm-hmm. and that it, I think, contributed to a fairly small but not unnoteworthy um, sort of shift in cultural consciousness uh one uh towards a shift that went towards a distrust uh, growing larger oh, distrust yeah. of public institutions um and uh, the fbi fbi i mean any any number of iterations therein um and and i think part and parcel of that being a lust a zeal for irrational Absurd, yeah, that's that's when uh, cartoonish Q, conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. That's when Q seemed to thrive in the sort of throes of a pandemic. You know, it just everything seemed to go haywire and upside down. And Trump obviously is was their idiot king. But I mean, who would have ever expected it to? I never would have expected people to be this gullible that it would go so far. Um, and but you know, I mean. The good thing about this story, at least, is that as soon as they made this "quote unquote" snitch line available, um, as soon as it was made public, it was flooded by stupid memes. Um, um, The script for the B movie, the script to Oppenheimer, the script script to Euro Trip. This is such an example of, (laughs) and it happened a little bit during. Was it the pandemic? I forget where it was. I guess during the pandemic, (laughs) and where when people use when the when crazy people use the internet for one way and then the, the i guess you could call it the liberal left uses it to kind of get back at them in a cute way there was one where trump had some sort of like rally or something i think it was during the election in 2020 and because of the pandemic they had to like register online or something so some some group decided to go and like register all these fake names to this rally and then of course they it sold out real quick because it was free, but yet <laughs> but right. no one showed up because That's so great. it's so in a weird way, I do kind of love when they use it in a non-threatening, non, you know, it's, it's silly. silly way. And it's like, yeah, you know what? We're going to call out your hypocrisy here and make it mm-hmm. make make a shit show of it the way you're making a shit show of things in a very real way. 
And it, it sort of takes the horror out of it yeah. a little bit by flooding the site with the script to Eurotrip and y- memes of young Sheldon saying Bazinga. Bazinga. Um, <laughs> I also love, like, in March of 2023, the Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey launched a website to also snitch on gender-affirming care yep. clinics. Within a month, the website was taken down after being flooded with the B-movie script. So funny. So funny. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess the, I, these, like, like... I don't, I'm not going to call them trolls, but like these silly people or whatever on the left or, or, or whomever are really into the B movie as a goof. I mean, like, I guess have you seen the B movie? In, like, it memes. is kind of funny. I know. was going to say, what's the connection? Was that? There, I don't think there is a connection. It's just, it's stupid. It's just stupid. I don't know. There's, there must be a connection though. Like, I don't, well, the B movie and Shrek and SpongeBob and um, a few other sort of cultural products uh, uh the minions sort of it, like are, are sort of uh are like ambassadors of like a millennial uh-huh. not not really gen z but like a millennial tongue-in-cheekness about the internet so that level that like area of memedom mm. comes mm. from millennials mm-hmm. uh, for some mm-hmm. reason well there you go um but anyway the, who knew the b movie but anyway it's apparently uh once uh, this started happening, and, and this website was um, put up. No additions appeared in the database, database since the forums launched last week. <laughs> there you go. Good. <laughs> Happy ending. <laughs> Not even joking. All right, go ahead. I'm going to start, Brent. Is that okay? We are here today with my old friend, but not old at all, Jenny Yang. Hello, Jenny. How are you? Hello. I'm doing fantastic. We I just watched the halftime show oh. of the Super Bowl. Oh. How was it? I did not watch. I have not watched the Super Bowl yet. I don't listen. I didn't question. I didn't question yet. when you said let's schedule this uh, yeah. this podcast during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I said yes immediately, but you know what? I had to see Usher. I mean, I how, Usher. how on brand are we that three homosexuals did not take into consideration that a Super Bowl was happening while we were going to record a podcast? Like, I mean, Alan, Alan most- I'm still, I'm still recoiling from you saying I haven't watched the Super Bowl yet. Yet? <laughs> oh, I'm not going DVRing to. You're DVRing this. No, <laughs> well, I am, I am DVRing it I mean, because a. A, I needed to see Reba McIntyre do the national anthem, and B, I needed to see Usher, even though I don't give a fuck about Usher, I needed to see the halftime show because I feel like it's a responsibility, and I wanted to maybe skim through and see how many shots of Taylor Swift happened. Yeah, Jenny, what, what did you think of the... I watched it, the, the halftime show, and I'm wondering what you thought. Um, I thought uh, Usher is great at grinding his hips, mm, mm. at choreography, mm. at giving us uh, just a taste of the hits, and he took a shirt off. Yeah. So I yeah. think that was surprising. I think that was a nice yeah. little moment. Were you surprised? Like, he's fifty? Oh, yeah. No, he's not fifty. Is he fifty? No way. There's no. I way. think he's like forty-five. He's like yeah, forty-something 40. for sure. He's but forty-five. Were no, you surprised? Bad. Were you surprised that they chose Usher to be the halftime show? Because I was. I literally thought maybe it would be like a Taylor Swift or someone who maybe is a bit more relevant this past year. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow. What a leading question. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm keeping it real. She has a new album coming out. Okay, cool. Yes. Usher has a new album coming out. So does Reba. Those who were raised by Usher, always relevant. (laughs) Usher's pretty timeless. And, and by the way, during the halftime show, it was very evident that he has had so many hits. You just forget. Yes. Well, that's what I mean by relevant. I was just going to say, that's why, I was going to say, that's why I agree with Alan. 
uh, which is like, I was equally surprised. And I was going to argue the opposite of what you just said, Elliot. I'm like, I feel like Usher is more of a cultural phenomenon, mm. like a culturally famous person. Oh, wow. As opposed wow, to a wow, huge wow. singer. I mean, I know he's wow. had a lot of hits, but I guess I always just kind of thought of him as like a guy who's famous. Well, it's more I, about the fact that he's good looking than like, you know. Oh, no. See, I never even. No. I, wow. I always thought I he was good looking. Sure. But I thought I just thought he was famous because, like you said, Jenny, from our childhood, like his hits come from our childhood, not from like, for example, let's take a Beyonce or a Lady Gaga, where they have present day That's hits true. that we can refer to recently. He has he has he has hits that are of the modern scale, but you're right. He hasn't been, he hasn't had music that's been hugely relevant in the past five years, yeah. but he's still like, like the most relevant thing that I know of him is that last season on the Kardashians, they flew to Vegas and they had to miss his show because someone missed the flight. And that's literally the mm. only thing I've yes. heard of Usher in like five years. Yes. And that is a big show. His Vegas show was very big. Was very I think big. that's why, you know, in the ramp up to his new album, the, the, the Usher show was apparently, you know, making ladies, you know, I don't know, scream. Squirt. And, wow. Squirt. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I said scream. You said squirt. And right. I yeah. agree. Squirt I agree everywhere. with both. I'm shocked by and both. So, yeah. It's been it's been in ramp. I feel like it's been like a ramping up oh. amongst the ladies and amongst uh, Black Twitter, Black TikTok, to sort of talk about Usher again. Mm. It's a little bit nostalgic, as we should. Yeah, you know? he's sort of he's been around for a long time and and bridged generations by now. You know, only a couple, but enough that he's a heritage act with a you know a residency in in Las Vegas. That's pretty. I mean that that's yeah. a yeah that's a career. him and Erica Jane. Yeah, Brent. Him and Erica Jane. Yeah, totally. Brent. Um, wait, Jenny, I, since you are not Usher's publicist, I want to talk more about you and not oh, Usher. Oh, yes, let's do that. Yes. So, Jenny, you are one of the things that I love about you as a comic, because I, I don't know if we said it before, but you and I go way back in terms of stand up and doing other things. We've known each other for a long time. Yeah. That you are a workhorse. You just get out there and you do mm -hmm. the fucking work i've always respected that about is that you. right yes it oh, is that's that, true. i don't yes. know i don't know people's like you know impressions well, of how i, I would work. see you, you know, you're a like, boots on the girl boots on the ground yeah, kind of i would girl. see you am, even huh? even when i was like too exhausted to go do like we said barney's fucking beanery you are out there fucking doing it like you're going from a big room to barney's beanery like it's it's just I, I, I respect it so much because I don't have the energy. That's why I do a podcast. Oh, no. And I saw, I looked at everyone's little bios just to see like where we at, you know what I mean? And you're working, well, yes. you're working. Who, who gives a fart well, <laughs> about doing stage time when you're working? Well, so are I think you that's though. What matters, that's what's right? so amazing. I am. You are doing so am, many things. Yeah. You're in Brother's Son on Netflix, which I have to say, I, I interviewed Michelle Yeoh from it and I, I brought, amazing. I brought you up. And oh my God, I, thank you. I mean, it's such an incredible, funny, weird, weird show on Netflix. How excited were for, were you to do it? Oh, I cried. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. No spoiler alert. But when they said you got the job, you will be doing fight scenes yeah. and they will be significant yeah. in the oh, show. Wow. I cry. I literally ran around like in this room. They said it to me and then I took a lap. And then I was like, oh, you, oh my God. Did you do that to physically? It wasn't just, oh my God. It was, oh my God. Did you do you know? that to physically prepare? Because if someone told me I had to do a fight scene, I would think of where's the Spanx? What do I do? How am oh, I going to look I for certain angles? I need Alan to have a fight scene. I need that. Okay. Well, this, here's the thing. It's like, I here's the fun part about this. Right before the pandemic, I was on my fitness. I was ready. Mm. 
I was like, I had achieved a lot of like goals I had set out for myself, which are like fair goals. But I was like, let's dream bigger. And then I looked back and I was like, in my childhood, what made me happy? And it was like Hong Kong action comedy, like Stephen Chow, you know, Jackie Chan films. And I was like, what if, what if I train myself to be like an action comedy person, just like, you know, and write myself like an Asian American action comedy female comedian action comedy person because i don't know if there's anyone else who's interested in that you know what i'm saying like maybe maybe ronnie chang okay (laughs) listen that man loves his taekwondo or whatever he does jujitsu you know but like as as a female comedian and as someone who's asian who who wants it to be funny but also isn't like stick thin you know i call myself medium thick (laughs) and and you know and and i think I, 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 I'm one of those people who like sometimes like ha- I have the privilege of forgetting about the Spanx, yeah. but then sometimes it's like mm. wardrobes, like maybe, maybe you should put it on, yeah. you know, like that's, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. that's where I'm at. If I fit, had... you know? But that's the, that's the key to success. Finding that niche, I think for your truly like finding that niche and being like, I don't think anybody else does this. Right. Yeah. You know, where nobody thinks about this. Also and just so brave. So that. brave to ever consider not to wear Spanx because I literally <laughs> the other night before an event, I was like, should I wear Spanx? And then I laughed at myself and was like, what am I? Of course I need to wear Spanx. <laughs> I mean, you know, I would love to just be a medium thicky girl who can still do action. It's so funny. I just did this TikTok with Linda Dong. She's an incredible TikToker. She makes these su- such funny memes. She has like 5 million followers. Mm-hmm. So funny. I-, I got to be in her like recent TikTok video and, you know, a couple people, you know, cause it's like, yeah, Hey, how's it going? You were on brother's son has, you know, how's it been for you? And it's like, it hasn't changed my life, but two people on the TikTok were like, Hey, that's the girl from brother's son. Aww. And then one, and oh, then, wow. and then you're like, they give it. And then underneath that, which is, this is talking about the thickness. Someone goes, Oh, she's like an Asian Melissa McCarthy, <gasps> which, but which number one, let's start, let's start, let's start there. Incredible compliment. Oh, incredible. incredible. Yes. Two-time yes. Oscar nominee. <laughs> but there is something about Hollywood yeah. and optics where if you are not a size zero, anything above yeah. size zero mm-hmm. is just big. Yeah. Even though people pretend that body positivity has be- has been this, you yeah. know, oh, it's not, grandiose, it's not. all-consuming thing, but it's not. No, no. no. Not at all. And Regular. of course, the double standard for women is so wildly disproportionate yes. than men. I mean, no, oh, yeah. I there's not with a that, single Brent. person who would talk about, you know, John Goodman's weight or something in, <laughs> in a TikTok video. But, but you know, women get like it. Look at your references, John Goodman. That's, like, John that's Goodman. the one fat actor you remember. <laughs> Jim Belushi, John Goodman. <laughs> I think I mean, John Goodman's a little more zeitgeist, Steve. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but like I, you know, like I don't take it as an offense, yeah. but it's that's but that tells you what the perception is of who I am yeah. as someone. Right. And and so in my head, I was like, oh, I guess, yeah, I'm not the ingenue. I'm the comedian. And if I was an Asian comedian who did who did action and was able to like pull off John Wick style fights, yeah. let's go, you know. And so, so anyway, cool. fast forward, yeah, fast forward to like the pandemic. I was training for a half marathon right before it. Mm. I had paid for 10 one-hour private lessons for kickboxing because I truly was going to shoot my own action comedy shorts. Love it. Uh, And then the pandemic happened. And then, you know, 20 pounds later and depressed and dad died and fell in love and bought a house. Like, you know what I mean? All these things happened. It was like, oh, here I am. Oh, maybe you want to 
do an action thing yeah. for a brother's son. I was like, ah, oh, crap. I had to really work out. I guys. bet. I really did. I, yeah. You brought up, you brought up Ty. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm, let me ask this real quick because it relates. What was that? What was your preparation like? Because I, you know, most people, myself included, haven't had to prepare for to be an action star. To be in an well, action. Well, well, hold on. Well, not not so fast. Brent spent his childhood preparing to be a stunt. <laughs> he wanted to be a stunt double yeah, professionally, and has taken many videos. <laughs> Early on in our friendship, Brent would send me and Alan videos yep. of himself falling down the oh, stairs. I have a video of him rolling down my apartment stairs while he stayed at my place yeah, one time when I was classic. away. Yeah, that's a classic. We'll, yeah. we'll what stopped you? Instagram. Yeah. What's uh, well? You? I'm a huge pussy and I'm a monster coward, and I, I, in fact, didn't want to mm. actually be a stuntman. I just, I just thought it was cool to see like clips from movies where guys like roll down, roll down staircases. Um, but what was your prep like for that, Jenny? Yeah, um, we started shooting late June, but I um, started training in May, early May. So I was out there for two months prior to, um, you know, me going on set. And then while we were shooting, um, I did still train one to two to three times, depending on, you know, my schedule a week. And so I got paid every time I got trained. It was minimum an hour to two hours. That's the way to do it then. Anyone would want to be an action star if they get paid to do it. You know, know, it's the, it's the Kumail Nanjiani dream for Mm -hmm. comedians. You know what I'm saying? Right. You just get shredded. You bulk, you shred, you cut. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. you're a Marvel superstar. I didn't get a Marvel treatment. I didn't have like a nutritionist, but you know, (laughs) I got, I got stronger. Yeah. I got stronger. I still was medium thick, but I definitely got stronger my cardio went up and and I had to because I did um at least three major fight scenes yeah since we don't want to spoil anything so good I mean I everyone you you all should go watch it because I watched it I watched it before it came out because I'm one of those people and I was like I was like raving to people because it was so I mean I love Michelle Yeoh too so I was so excited to be talk to her again but like it's just such a fun weird funny badass (laughs) show that like people need to watch yeah, it's very the pacing is very like keeps you binging. Yeah. It's it's grounded by like family dynamics, like a little family drama. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's it it is it is an action comedy. Like there's funny fight mm-hmm. scenes. There's um it's a little camp. It edges on camp yeah. in certain moments, yeah. um which is fun. And I mean and, the you first know... episode ends with Michelle Yeoh taking a drill to someone's head. So yes, there's a <laughs> level of wow. camp funny that's yes. happening in the show. Well, she's like Not talking really. to her son, Bruce, don't you need a study for your test tomorrow? And then she like she goes, just goes in. And- it's such a funny. And I mean, wow. that's not giving anything away because they sent, they give no. they show that in the trailer, I think. But like, it is such a, yeah, it's just fun. You also mentioned like. And, and I, she kills that person, correct? That person dies after she drills their head? I, I I'd like to so. think so. I think I, I think okay. actually, I'm trying, to, I'm just trying to get the general vibe here. I just right, go ahead, sh- Alan. Sorry. I just wanted to share. You you brought up like Tai. Which one is the one where you do like the slow movements? What is that's Tai Chi? Tai Chi. Tai Chi or Qi Gong? Yes. Have you done it, Elliot? No, but Brent, you said your mom does, Brent. My mom does Tai Chi. Yeah, at, at the YMCA in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Can I tell you the funniest yes, thing I've ever seen? My little brother, God bless him, the most boring person you'll ever meet in your life. He's listening, probably. <laughs> he, um, he is. He's like me, but like much taller and much wider, and like he's just a big person. He will stand in our front yard in St. Louis, Missouri, 
and do Tai Chi, the only white person slowly moving in the front yard in the suburbs of St. Louis, Missouri. I drove back home once and I saw, I drove into him doing it and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's so cute. It is not- I love that. I mean, he's he loves it. He's definitely into it. I think it's so funny to see him specifically doing it. Um, it's- But that makes me happy though. You know, I feel like a, 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 a a man of that stature mm. of that look in the middle of a midwest suburb yeah I, it's a mo it's a mood doing that it's a mood no it, i feel like it's it's subversive yes yes you yes. know oh, wow i love when people surprise you with personality traits and choices that you just <laughs> did not see coming that, that's no. truly like the best part of life well and yeah this is quite a segue but you're also surprising people every single month at dynasty typewriter with your <laughs> with your see that segue i was really happy with that <laughs> with your fantastic show self-help me it's like a competitive self-care comedy show which yes I'm shocked i've never seen before but i'm obsessed with now I mean, listen, no one's done this. We're out here finding our niche, okay? <laughs> um, Self-Help Me was inspired by my obsession with wellness and self-care and just finding that like our hyper-capitalistic kind of economy pushes wellness to be sort of sold at marked up prices, mm. usually by skinny white women, mm. when oftentimes the technology and the and the gifts that are a part of these sort of wellness and self-care things actually come from either my culture or other indigenous or like people of color cultures. And so, you know, in my head, I was like, you know what? I have something to say and I can make it funny. So let me just do a satirical game show where, you know, I play sort of a character, you know, I say um, self-care was already competitive. We just found a way to win. And so the whole thing is just like, you all compete with little little trivia games on the topic of self-care of the month. Um, and I give you points kind of like at, at midnight after midnight. And then um, someone gets crowned the queen of self-care and it's just a chance for me to like, you know, write like a, a opening monologue, sort of yeah. in character. Flex your muscles. Yeah, and, and every month I write a new show. Um, we have three guests, they compete. We come up with fun little trivia games that we always have jokes for. We do that. little bits. Yeah, it's it's really fun. And what's, what makes it different too, and, and you know, we've really evolved the show since we did it monthly starting April of 2023. Um, but uh, we always have an expert. So it's 70% making fun of the topic, but 30% talking about it seriously. And the way I describe the show is that like, you know, a topic could be breakups, yeah. burnout, daddy issues, mm. fitness, whatever. Right. And then we always either have a psychologist or someone who is germane to that thing. Who's like a professional who is not expected to be funny. And their job is to give us some wisdom. So for example, yeah. Yeah. So for example, this past week, we did a, a show about love and dating. It was called find, finding the one parenthesis S and uh, parentheses. So finding the ones we did talk about, talk about poly stuff. We talked of about course. just dating in general. And um, Dr. Ali, who's our expert, you know, I was talking about breakups and how it's supposed to be stressful. And, and I totally experienced that myself and going back together, especially mm. with someone. And she goes, um, you know, my mother, Cynthia, I, I'm not going to take credit for it, has once said to a friend of mine, only dogs go back to their vomit. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm telling you, the way the room g -g -g gasped. Wow. Like it wow. was to me, that is the the heart of my show. We always want that one moment yeah. that makes you go, oh, oh, let me repeat that. that Let's have an so Oprah moment. Funny. And then you journal about it later on that night. Maybe you cry in your car. You know what I mean? Like, but then you laughed during the show. <laughs> well, I thought it would I, go ahead. Go ahead, Elliot. 
Oh, I'm, I was wondering, like, you know, you're in LA, we're all in LA having, I've been here for about seven years and the, um, semblance and proliferation of sort of wellness culture, woo woo, you know, metaphysical, spiritual culture is definitely more, at least initially felt more, um, you know, ubiquitous than it was in New York, but it feels like wellness culture and woo woo culture of LA and, and astrology and all of these things has sort of coalesced and it's, and with social media and like influencers, it's become so widespread that everyone has to sort of contend with it being at least being like near it Mm. in some capacity. Yes. Why why is it, what made it so, what made it so, you know, accessible to everybody in a way that's just bizarre. Well, social media and also we don't have universal healthcare. So, you know, when you don't have a safety net. Yes. You're going to look for things yes. to yeah. give you some grounding. You know, uh, people are, you know, a certain, uh, I think a majority of people don't find traditional organized religion as strong uh, as, as, as important of a, of a part in their life. And so, yeah, I mean, this is something that I've been reading about and kind of, you know, fascinated by. Um, I, I always joke that at any kind of comedian conversation, someone's going to bring up astrology. Mm. And yes. I will, I will a hundred percent just tune out because I don't, it's another I language. Know. I know. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And one of my good friends is Chani Nicholas, who's an incredible astrologer that I actually really resonate with when I hear her talk, but I still just have no grasp. Yeah. I have no grasp of it. And yet I'm, I'm at a point where somebody, <laughs> but I, that's true. True. But somebody said to me recently, like, somebody was like, what they asked my, my sign. And I was like, Oh, Gemini. And I guess Gemini with a Gemini rising or something. And they were like, horrified by me oh and I'm like i hate that I, I, this I, is I, what I, annoys me i don't want this this is exactly it's gemini's and scorpios i'm a scorpio and the moment i say scorpio they're like eh! it's like <sighs> what why why get out of here i have always There's... thought people who are into astrology are just people who are searching for a personality they're just boring people they're just boring people who are obsessed Wait. with the wrong thing because they can't be cool otherwise I I was waiting for Alan to get to get that in. Uh, that said, Elliot, how did they <laughs> respond to you f- to being appalled that you're a Gemini? Like, uh, how did they respond? Like, did to they me? like stop talking to you, or they just were like, "Ew, they you're were Gemini." They were scared of me. <laughs> oh, wow! It's so they were like, up. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, you're you're sca- You're a double Gemini, so you must be scary." And I'm like. Bitch, I'm I'm a I'm a baby in uh, you know Uggs. I, I'm a, I'm a baby. Like I'm just a little baby, a little baby. Wait, don't, I won't don't hug be scared nobody, of me. Nobody Wait, Jenny, there was something I wanted to do that I didn't tell the guys, but I thought would be funny because your show is so fantastic. I wanted you to be the expert and respond to yeah. how we practice self care and self. Just how that. we do that each. So I thought it would be fun have each one of us say one oh, thing one thing that we do to practice self-care that maybe Ginny then can react to and tell us if we're fucked up or not um okay, okay. I'll go. start because I I thought it up um so I this is so white girl of me and I know it but one of the things that I find so therapeutic is to drive myself myself no boyfriend no one can come with me go by myself to world market to get a, to get a cart <sighs> and to slowly walk around World Market and put some teas in my cart, some maybe, maybe, maybe just a pillow, maybe a candle, just something. And then when I'm done and I've done the full store, 
I do it again just in case I've forgotten <gasps> anything because I need more therapy. That's nice. That's myself. Oh. That's how I practice self-care. I did it this last Friday, and honestly, I've never I came home enthused. I could have I could have written it a novel lovely, that honestly. It was wonderful. <laughs> you were refilling your cup. Yes. And you know what? I think <laughs> I think that's what that is, is you're taking time and space for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Time is a luxury when you can give yourself that luxury. It's it's nice. And so I think, you know, I do believe, I mean, it's not the end all be all, but I do believe in retail therapy. Mm. And some of it is more about the process yes. rather than the actual what you get, you know, because I love doing that. I rarely do that. Actually, I should. Yeah. Where you just there's no time limit. Yeah. You just kind of go. go. You, no one's waiting for you. Yeah. I put on a podcast, yes. you know, you know, and I just browse. I got a cute okay, little maybe. ramen bowl that I'm obsessed with now. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe I need a magnet. Maybe I need dry flowers. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Oh, Elliot, what's yours? My my self care is uh, sound baths. As I know, I know I was just ragging on astrology, <laughs> and I don't ever have any sort of metaphysical manifestations while I'm in a sound bath. But I love a sound bath. I think when they are done right, they're the best sleep I've ever had. And they're just, they're, they're perfect. Like it's the, it's the silliest thing, but I love a sound bath. Why are they laughing? Cause it's, why are you laughing? Know. Because we, we know this about him. And uh, I did a sound bath with Elliot once and I was, and I kept teasing him the whole time that he was quote tweaking his nipples the whole time. <laughs> Which I, I don't I even remember that. that. Uh, well, yeah, when, when Kylie did our sound bath, uh, she was just breaking yeah. into the biz, but yeah, this Elliot became when he moved to the West Coast, he became very like hippie in that mm, regard, mm -hmm. and he started really diving into a lot of these sort of self care rituals. Sorry, Jenny, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I think I think that's beautiful. I think things that are, if you just sort of at first glance could be like, oh, that sounds funny. Mm -hmm. I can like laugh at it. I I, I embrace self care and wellness. That's why it's 30% real and 70% making fun of for self-help me because it helps you. And I think what, what any of these things do walking around, you know, uh, cost plus or, you know, doing surrounding yourself with sonic waves and sort of creating the space. It's all about pausing usually. Yeah. And, and it's about re sensing who you are internally or physically, you know, like, yeah, it's, like and it's it, just soothing. It, yes. I mean, for me, it's, it's just, it's, I don't pretend that there's some sort of like, euphoric, you know, epiphany happening. No. I, that I see colors or I weep, you know, they're like, if you cry, it's okay. And I'm like, I'm just asleep. But it's like that meditative sleep that is so calming. Yeah. Yes. When it's, no, when it's done it. right. I mean, it has to be in the right setting. But the, I will say the first time I did one, I didn't know what it was. And I entered, it was sort of this like outdoor festival <laughs> that was sort of metaphysical, but they called it a sound bath with dinner. And Whoa. I was like, what a weird, go for what a weird combo. Food. But it was at 3 p.m. Oh. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that it was sound a sound bath led by a gentleman named Dinner. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a joke someone wrote. Oh, wow. Wait, it was awesome. Wait. Brent, what's yours? Very what's yours? yours? Well, Brent, you can't, I was, please don't say OnlyFans or uh, Nipple Clans. <laughs> or... I, was, I was actually laughing because... I thought for a second, I'm like, you know, I go to the gym regularly and I do really like it. I go, I go to the gym for mental reasons. It just keeps me happy and sane. But then yeah. I, I thought a little bit harder and I was like, no. And I did it this weekend and it's a really wonderful self uh, care ritual for me. I really like charging my iPod Nano. 
uh, I fill a Diet Coke with a couple shots of whiskey, and then I sit on the bus uh, on the way to West Hollywood, and I slowly <laughs> drink while listening to music. And wait, I love that is, wait, 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 wait. I have to chime in here for Brent because he texted me while on the bus drinking that Diet Coke can filled with rum, and he was like, "I'm jamming out on my iPod Nano too." The Staircase soundtrack, a show yeah, about the murder. The murder documentary <laughs> soundtrack. Um, on the bus, you know, on the bus. With an iPad, you know what, nano, iPod, nano. nano. You know what, though? It, it, it sounds silly, and of course, it is absurd. I recognize that. But I like, I like mass transit because it makes me feel connected to the community in which I live. It's, a, it's like a solid hour where I get to slowly get drunk. I don't drink as much as I used to, which what? is another thing I'll throw out. Uh, I don't drink as much as I used to. So it's like this kind of slow, nice, like Friday or Saturday night where I'm kind of slowly getting buzzed. And then I like either meet a friend at a bar or something. So essentially like what a vagrant does. <laughs> <laughs> a vagrant who finds an iPod Nano from you 15 years ago. But you know what? A vagrant needs luxury too. You're right. right? And you You're know, right. That's, that, you there's go. a reason why vagrants do what Brent does. You're okay. right. So you're so totally right. Let's not y- let's not yuck that young. That's a good way to live. Well, what's, yeah, what right. what is your answer, Jenny? What's your like oh. prime self care oh, yeah. routine? Oh, it's so type A, but I love to clean. That's okay. Oh, I love, love to clean. Oh my god, Jenny, I love you oh, for clean. this. I like to clean. I like to tidy up. It makes me feel cleansed. Do you get inside. off to a vacuum? I love a vacuum. Because I have this Ooh. Dyson that literally yes. makes me hard. It is just, there's <laughs> nothing, there's nothing more erotic. How are you using the nozzle? I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I get, I get off, like when there's, when, when, when my boyfriend is like leaves, because he's a designer, there's always fabric and stuff on the floor. And I'm just like, oh no, leave it on the floor. I'll take care of it. And I pull out my uh, Dyson. And you have a cat. So that probably helped. Yes. Like, Yes, true. Right. You know, but still. Yeah, no, I love to clean. Oh, I do feel man. like that's such a nerdy little thing. Um, I've learned to also do uh, like meditation, like guided meditations. Mm, that it. is nice. Um, yeah. And then. Use an app. Um, uh, yeah, I have Peloton, so I just use their guided meditation. Sure. And then the the other thing that's really been helpful is just taking walks. I, I definitely started doing love that walks. more during the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Yeah. And I think yes. I really. I, I feel like a lot of people discovered the simple joy of that, of just like, okay, let's just go. Yeah. Walking is wonderful, yeah. truly. I love walking. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I think getting you know, out of your apartment, is out of the space in which you live is really important because it's easy yeah. to kind of spiral in your head with anxiety about yes. whatever it is in your life that is going problem- going wrong. And, and once you get out and remind yourself, there's a world outside of the, you know, the four walls in which you live, it really is therapeutic. Wow. And as mental health experts always say, nothing goes better with that sort of uh, escape than pouring rum into a a Coke (laughs) bottle and then getting a bus. A hundred. (laughs) No, one of the things. 7 p.m. No, Brent, I get it because, you know, I love, I always love visiting New York City. And for extended periods of time, I spent a summer there right after college, living there and working there. And I was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And then I was like, no, my family is in LA. So I'm going to move to LA. Yeah. But I, one of the things I love doing in New York was just walking. Like, even yeah. though it could have been just a subway ride, just me being like, you know what, I'm going to leave early mm-hmm. and I'm just going to like, take a little sippy cup of something with me and we're just yeah. going to walk and like listen to podcasts, listen to music. I feel like um, creating horizontal time, you know, rather than just yes. sort of linear time. I think that's like a really beautiful thing 
to do and there's different ways we can do it with a sound bath whatever yeah. and so i always kind of think of world it market like, maybe how, yeah. yes world market how do we create space to feel a sense of like of like amplitude yeah. a little wideness in the time rather yeah. than go 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 you well, know jenny this yeah. was so much fun thank you for doing the podcast where can people find you on the internet Oh, gosh. You can always go to my website, JennyYang.tv, for all of my tickets for upcoming shows. I'm going to be at Netflix's a joke, fest joke Festival for Self Help Me, and that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, and then at Jenny Yang TV for everything else, Instagram, TikTok. I, I told myself I'm going to do more TikToks. I love Alan's, like, you know, snippets of pop culture. Oh, I, 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 I die for it. Mm. Uh, but, and I'm trying to figure out my little, like, ooh, Your how am I going to express myself? I, well, you do, yeah. you do it very well, and everyone should watch The Brother's Son on Netflix. Go watch it. Thank you, Jenny. Do it. Now. Thank you. And another thing. Uh, this came up on the podcast recently with one of our guests, but it made it got me wondering, and I think I know the answer to this for both of you. That said, if you got married, would you ever, under any circumstances, change your last name? Alan, let's start with you. I mean, I feel I, I'm known by a lot of names that are not my given name. Um, so I don't think it would matter if I did because <laughs> it would just be like, okay, he's changed yeah. his name again. Um, yeah, right. But no, right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Also, I mean, I, I I, think that's kind of an outdated practice too. I don't know. I just feel like. Are you, are you surprised when people do it now, especially like women with men? I'm not surprised. I, I, we were going to get into that. Wait, let me just say real quick. So you're are you telling me you're never going to be H. Allen Brambilla? Is that what you're telling me right never, now? Never, ever, never, ever, <laughs> never. H. Allen Scott Brambilla. Can you imagine? I can't. No, I wouldn't. I would rather. I, I would rather people just make up a, a shared name, a fun name that they like. You know, like Poopy Pants. Yeah. But it's, but then but then <laughs> that's dumb. Like I think I've heard that of that phenomenon a couple times where people will combine their last names. You're like, no, just keep yes. your fucking name. Like that's that's almost dumber. It's like, why would you go through the process? of changing your name everywhere professionally for tax reasons on, I guess, social media or whatever. And then in, you're, you're not even changing it because of some, you know, you know, long tradition of, of changing your name because you get married. It's you're combining. It was, it's fucking dumb. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't, we have, it. we have a friend who our friend Brandy took her husband's last name and he, as a way of like matching her, Made hit her last name his middle name. Oh wow! Oh, I didn't that's know. Cute. I, which I, I love I so didn't know much. That. That's interesting. That. That's interesting. That's it's really the sweetest. Sweet. I think that's the cutest wow. thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, um, Elliot, would I you... would not. No, I would keep my last name uh, the way it is. Although when I was a child, I had uh, as a precocious child, I had stage names ready. Oh, to what go. were they? <laughs> my big. My the one that I had on my brain was Carter Gelstar. Oh, because right. Gellis and I was combining my grandparents, my grandmother's maiden name. Oh wow! Okay, so gay, so Jewish, <laughs> and then Carter for some reason. Yeah, wow. no, Carter's Carter's a good name. I actually, I think that works. The Gelstar, I'm not entirely on board with. Yeah, no, it sounds like a like a like a. Uh, gas or a gaslighting company yeah yeah <laughs> uh, a, com a company that professionally gaslights <laughs> or gas and fuel i should say yeah yeah yeah. right um 
I what about so you? My, my mom never changed her name. She kept her maiden name. Uh, and so it was sort of built into me. I mean, certainly also obviously culturally as a guy, it, 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 I guess you don't think that you'll ever change your name. Um, but my sister-in-law didn't change her name either. She kept her maiden name. And, and I, to your point, Elliot, I have zero judgment of anyone who chooses to change their name, unless you're doing some stupid combination of two names. But I have zero judgment of that, um, of changing your name. That said, there are, have, I've had a few friends who did change their names, who I would say were particularly, uh, you know, I would say particularly outspoken in their feminist views. And I just was a little surprised when they changed their names. Again, bearing in mind that I didn't, judge them one way or the other interesting have you have you had yeah, that I mean, reaction there's something, there's something romantic about it to a degree to be honest with you like i i have i, would, I mean kind i wouldn't of... do it but i can oh, sorry see... elliot no i i wouldn't do it but i can see what about it is sweet and romantic even if it feels you know yeah. older and traditional yeah um yeah for sure yeah i would i would i would if i had a child with a partner i would probably conjugate their last name sure. um which is but then what annoying, do you do i, I always it. see now brent so you took your father's name or like they gave you your dad's last name right yep yeah mm -hmm. so i wonder in that situation because like one of the things that complicates it all is when you have children so stop having kids yeah no but when when because you can't like if you're doing the whole thing if everyone just agrees to like you know put the two names together, well, then that's going to really fuck up the kid when they get older because then they're going to be like, well, what name do I give my kid? Do I give them both these names and my spouse's name? Mm -hmm. Like, do I do like, and then this kid's going to have three names or we're going to be the British like royal family at some point where we have like 17 different names. And so mm -hmm. it's kind of, it creates a really interesting problem in that. And also it's really fascinating too. Why do we even have last names? Because we have not always had last names over the, our life or the span of human race. So, like, why is that even a thing? Do we need a last name even? Like, what's the importance of a last name? Oh, you need a last name. For what? For ID, I would say no, easier. you don't. No, it's you don't need it for, for I. You don't need it for ID or any legal things. There's no legal reason to have a last name, really, if you think about it. Like, what legal reason? Why can you not just be Elliot on your license and then have your your number and your social security number and all those things be your identifier? Like, you don't need well, your I, last I name. I don't think. I hadn't envisioned this conversation uh, spiraling into an <laughs> anti-last name chat. No, I'm just saying, said, think about I it. Why do we have a ton of thought? What, when so did I, this start? I, I can't, I, it, it wasn't my understanding. I mean, I my understanding was that I, I guess I had never considered that last names might not have been prevalent hundreds of years ago. Mm -hmm. But I, I think probably with the onset of, you know, modern society, I think there's been, you know, yeah, you know, at least in Western culture, uh, commonly there have been last names to, I guess, help with identification. They're also so interesting. I mean, I, mean, I love I love last I love names and last names, although I think it would be cute if our IDs said like Elliot G. Brent S, you know, like it's like nursery school. <laughs> well, now, now I'm now I'm envisioning a scenario in which, like, you you know, you witnessed you witnessed someone like murder someone somewhere, and they're like, "Who did it?" You're like, "Mike." And they're like, "Yeah, but which one?" They're like, "I don't fucking know. I only know his first name." Mike B. <laughs> what would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? 
For once, Alan and I have something in common. We both always wear Spanx. <laughs> <laughs> My Aunt Joanne would say, um, I know he's not playing in the game, but Julian Edelman, apparently not Jewish. <laughs> okay. okay. How about Aunt Anne would say, I'll tell you how I practice self-care, and it's spelled B-R-E-A-D, bread. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought you were spelling my name for a second. I was like, oh, boy. Uh, I thought you were spelling breast. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. And Big old movie. like to end on a blue note. He doesn't like to end on a blue note. We'll end on um, go f- sports. Hut, hut, Guys, hike. the Super Bowl's over. Give it up. Give it up. Mm-hmm. Work the house down boots. That's what I say. Work, work the house, the down, house boots. Is, down, down boots. What is the tech? Work the house down boots. Work the house down boots. Elliot, say serving cunt. <laughs> serving cunt. <laughs> By the way, Alan, I texted Elliot this week. This came up on the podcast that I I love when he does his impression of my impression of Mary. Oh yeah. yeah. I've pleaded with him. And I brought, I teased him on the podcast. I'm like, he never sends me that, you know, a video of him doing an impression, which would be, I, I texted him about it this week. Oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> he texted me a, 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 a screenshot of his calendar. Text Elliot to get clip of <laughs> I'm going to. I actually meant to do it that day, but I'm going mm. to do it. Can't wait. No. I can't wait. Uh, Alan got the text of the week, though. That Jocelyn, that that staircase text. That was the, that was the gem. It actually inspired us to start watching the series again. So there you go. Oh, fun! Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll watch it along. 